Coming up on Theatre of the World, a story that will strike terror into the heart of all parents. So, if you're a parent, don't listen to it, because it'll be upsetting. And if you're not a parent, there's no point in listening to it. Yay. It's a podcast. Listen who it is. It's us. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And this is Theatre of the World, a more and more occasional podcast that we do uh, where uh, every episode we take a word and we use that word as the building block to build an entire universe of things. It might be conversations, it might be sketches or songs or poetry, all sorts of things built on on one single word. And uh, today's word is kind of in line with why we're doing this today because it's a celebration of 10 years of the Theatre of the World podcasts. 2012, uh, we started this ridiculous thing on a whim. Do you remember how we started it? We thought of the name. We of thought the of the name. Of the podcast. Yep. And we thought it was funny. Yep. And then one of us bought the website. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and then and then after that we went, well, we own the URL. Yeah. We, better, uh, we better put a product out. There were some dark days in the middle there where <laughs> one of us uh, forgot to renew the website. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it got taken over. It was owned yeah, by some yeah. sort of Chinese corporation for a while. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, for all of that, it's been 10 years. It's been a decade of shows. This is our 72nd show in a decade. Has any podcast existed for 10 years and done so few episodes? <laughs> yeah, so lazy. Yeah. Also, I think it's been a year since we've done an episode. Yeah, this is really happened. stupid. Yeah. So, a decade of shows, we decided to make the topic decade. And then we thought, that's a dumb topic. So, we changed it slightly to decade. So, it's decade, but it means decade? I don't know. Can you tell how little we care? Why would you anyway this is the show it's decade it's theater of the world it's mark chris and james uh and after doing this for 10 years i think we're better than ever yeah. <laughs> it's gone well so it was far a so very slick. tight intro slick showbiz professionals <laughs> Yeah, I've forgotten how to be rambling. <laughs> so at the start of every theatre of the world, since the first one in 2012 when I wasn't even born, we always start the show with Mark and Mark always does a segment called Fact Bombs. Why would this show be any different? It wouldn't. Let's sing the theme. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. Oh, it's an anniversary of facts. <laughs> A number of decades during the 20th century have been given nicknames. This list includes 
the Roaring Twenties, a period of economic prosperity with a distinctive cultural edge in the Western world, post-World War I and the Spanish flu. It is known in France as Année Folle, the crazy years. This is not to be confused with the Roaring Forties, the strong westerly winds found between the latitudes of 40 and 50 degrees south. The Dirty Thirties is in reference to the American Dust Bowl, when a period of severe dust storms caused major agricultural damage to the American prairies and combined with the economic devastation of the Great Depression. The Warring Forties, obviously because of World War II. These are, also, these are also not to be confused with the strong westerly winds found between the latitudes of 40 and 50 degrees south. The Roaring Forties. <laughs> the Furious Fifties is the name given to the strong westerly winds found between the latitudes of 50 and 60 degrees south. The Swinging Sixties refers to the youth-driven cultural revolution that took place in the UK during mid to late 1960s, emphasising modernity and fun-loving hedonism. This is not to be confused with the Screaming Sixties, the strong westerly winds found below 60 degrees south. During the 1920s, or the Roaring Twenties, the decade that produced the decadent art of Aubrey Beardsley, the witty plays and trial of Oscar Wilde, society scandals and the beginning of the suffragette movement began being referred to as the Gay Nineties, after Richard V. Cutler produced a series of drawings for Life magazine under that title. In the UK, they were known as the Naughty Nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the mid-twenties, during Prohibition, Bill Hardy, a jockey and boxer, opened an 1890s-themed speakeasy called Bill's Gay 90s on <laughs> East 54th Street in Manhattan's east side. Behind the bar was a lever that, in case of a raid, would drop the bottles of liquor down a chute and onto a be bed of sand in the basement. It was sold in 1865 to O.B. Bart, and the place remained in operation, run by his daughter, until March of 2012, when they were unable to renew the lease. It reopened briefly in 2013, and then again in 2016, and seems to currently be operating at the original address under the names Bill's Townhouse. Gay 90s is also a Canadian indie rock band <laughs> with, according to Wikipedia, stylistic roots in music from the 1970s to the 1990s and features members of the band Hot Hot Heat. <laughs> Fact bombs. You really fell down a well. Yeah. You really, I feel like uh, oftentimes during the fact bombs, you'll, you'll, you'll pick a subject and then you'll find that subject out. And you, you, but this one, it feels like one thing led to another. It really did. Led to another. How many tabs did you have open? So many. So many tabs. So many. I was, I, I was trying to find, track down all the details about uh, Bill's gay 90s. Sure. Looked like an awesome bar. It's, I wish I'd been there. It's a terrible name now. Bill's Townhouse. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go yeah. to Davage. No, I want to have a drink at Bill Gay's nineties. Yeah, I want to have a drink at yeah Bill's Gay nineties. That sounds great. Yeah. So I I don't know if you guys remember, but um, the fiftieth episode of uh, Theatre of the World. No, no. I remember. I have no um, memory of that. We received uh, a telegram from the Queen. A telegram. Oh, a telegram. A telegram. Oh, did know, we? From uh, HRH. And um, she did. She, she, did she as she's dead now. Um, I was um, privileged to receive <laughs> a, a a video message um, sure, from not? the new king, King Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Um, uh, video message, you say? Yes. Yeah. Ah, why are you getting these if they're for uh, us? Because I'm uh, the contact for all the theatre world stuff since the Chinese took over. Okay. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> 
Dear Man Bites God. <laughs> Hello. Who are you? My mummy used to do all the correspondence, and I'm still learning the ropes. I can barely use a pen. Do you have pens in Australia? Wretched things. One has been informed that it's your 10th podcasting anniversary. Although I have never listened to one of your broadcasts, I assume you use it as a vehicle to undermine and attack your own family and promote your tell-all book and Netflix documentary. Hopefully you show more respect to your grandmummies than some other podcasters I could name. <laughs> Megan? I mean, Megan? <laughs> Anyhow, I digress. But seriously, where does she get off? <laughs> Americans. As your show is entitled Theatre of the World, I guess you lads must be involved in the arts. What a jolly good show, what? My little brother Andrew used to love going to the pantomime shows until he was banned from them because of all the creeping up behind young girls and whispering in their ears, I'm behind you. <laughs> Odd behaviour for a 60-year-old man. One has a colourful family, doesn't one? Anyhow, I digress. Now that one is king, one should have a lot more time to devote to catching up on the digitally enabled broadcasts. Especially now mummy isn't around to tell me what to do all the time, and daddy isn't around rambling on for hours about the women and the Asians and the niggling back problems. <laughs> and William's too busy being disappointed in Harry. That's the red-headed one's name, isn't it? <laughs> well, must pop off. I can hear Camilla calling me. So maybe I'll pop these headphones in and start listening to the show right now. Toodle pip. What an honour. Yep. This is him. It's great. And also, uh, you know, uh, he sent us uh, a couple of ceramic Camilla Parker bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Which are lovely. They're lovely. Good yeah. for salads. Yeah, and you can wear them when it's raining. Yeah, use them to feed the horses. Civilized like an elegant woman, savage like a That very real message from the king mentioned a pen that he notoriously has trouble with. Hey, it reminds me of the fact that for probably a long enough period of time that it became very funny, my wife got the wrong meaning of what a chicken pen was. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) someone was talking about a chicken pen, right? But... In her head, just for a moment, my wife was picturing somehow a writing implement that uses the blood or fluid feathers. or feathers, a quill squeezed out of a chicken onto the page. And when you think about it in those terms, chicken pen is pretty funny. Mm. That's all. She didn't, she didn't think just a pen shaped like a chicken? Oh, it could have been, I suppose. <laughs> 
with a with an egg shaped rubber at the end. <laughs> so Christmas around the corner, and I want to tell you guys a thing. It's kind of to do with decayed. Who cares? Um, so when I was a lad at school, like in primary school, <laughs> I made because we all had to make like a plush stocking for Santa to put some gifts in. Right, and it wasn't it wasn't big or anything like that. It, it was probably like the size of a, I guess, an A4 sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, we got the material, and then uh, we could do a design on it, and we could uh, draw with um, fabric uh, paint, uh, and then we could stuff it so that it was kind of a bit three dimensional. Mm-hmm. And that was our stocking. That was our that was our Christmas, you know, primary school stocking. And then we could hang it up by the chimney with care if we wanted to. Uh, and um, I made mine, and it was Santa Claus parachuting from a plane, distributing presents, which I thought was cool. That uh-huh. seems like a yeah. seems like a much more efficient way of doing it. I yeah. agree. I couldn't think of any other way he could do it. So I thought, okay, he's 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 pre- present bombing the houses of good boys and girls, and so I that's that was my depiction on the on the, the stocking, and that was fine, you know. And I, and I got it home, and and I, I didn't really we didn't really use it or, you know, I showed it to mum and she said, good job, and patted me on the head and then we both kind of forgot about it. And then about about two days later, uh, I wake up and uh, my dog at the time uh, on the lawn uh, had the the stocking that I had made at school uh, and he was fucking it <laughs> <laughs> like really intently like he was because it it was the perfect size and it had a little hole little doggy fleshlight a little doggy (laughs) fleshlight and so I woke up one morning to just watch my dog fucking Santa (laughs) and I remember turning to my mother and saying it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it, was a, it was a 1930s song, wasn't it? The, I saw my dog fucking Santa. <laughs> I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was changed later for yeah. radio, but I think that was the original yeah, yeah. lyric. There you go. Uh, that's a Christmas. That's a lovely Christmas memory. Yeah. That myself and my family hold dear. Lovely. Yeah. He really, boy, he really gave that Santa what for. <laughs> <laughs> well. Given we given we to to go with this celebratory mood mm. that we, we have going on, I I feel Woo. we probably need a we probably need an anthem, a, a song to kind of to like to bring us all together. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. So I was sort of I was thinking I was thinking like I mean obviously I'm not going to write a song because it's, it's too much effort. Oh. Um, but I thought I've well, had uh, a year. Yeah, <laughs> <that's> ten. <laughs> you had ten years. But there's plenty of good songs out there that we could appropriate. Agreed. Um, one of my, well, the three of us, we're big fans of David Bowie. Mm, so true. I thought um, his song Five Years would be very appropriate. We play it twice. twice <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> right. that could work well. Yep. Um, big fans of Split Ends, aren't we? All yeah. of us? Yeah. yeah, I like Split Ends. Yeah, we, we could play Six Months in a Leaky Boat <laughs> 20 times. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're sort of a humorous humorous band, so maybe uh, one week by the Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> could be good. Uh, 520 times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that would be... I reckon that would almost be hell. Yeah. Well, what about um, Today by Smashing Pumpkins? <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to we'd, now we'd have to play that three thousand six hundred forty-seven <laughs> times in a row to account for the leap years of twenty twelve, twenty sixteen, and twenty twenty. Yeah. Sure. Right. Um, alternatively, we could do the awful band Five for Fighting's awful song One Hundred Years. 
Mm. Um, but the good thing is, we'd only have to listen to 24 and a half seconds of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes for four minutes and five seconds. Yeah, great. Oh, great. Yeah. Let's, so, any of those? All right, well, let's let's file that away. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about playing Smashing Pumpkins thousands of times. <laughs> it sounds like that could take 10 years. Oh, especially because that song opens with Today is the greatest day I've ever known. Yeah. And I just feel like after probably three or four times, we're not going to give that lyric the real, <laughs> the real punch it deserves, are we? I think we will all feel like smashing a pumpkin <laughs> yeah. after that. So, Decayed, right? Mm-hmm. I did try. I did try to do something related to Decayed. Okay. Uh, and then couldn't find anything uh, that that I liked. Um, but Fair what enough. it did do was inspire me mm-hmm. to start my own business. As you know, okay. I'm a bit of wow. an entrepreneur. Yeah, you're yeah. Um, And I think things – I get inspired by things. You do. By, by words and sounds. And, yes. Um, the shapes. king of England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I thought, like, when I think about decay, I think about dentists. Uh-huh. So I've decided to become a dentist. Oh, good. Right. Here's my ad. Okay. okay. Is, that, is that an entrepreneurial move, <laughs> becoming a dentist? He's going to disrupt the market. I'm starting a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a hola in your molar? A pain in your canine? A bloody geyser in your incisor? Call now and book an appointment at Chris's Crazy Dental Clinic and Steakhouse. Don't waste your time and money with those boring guys who spent five years faithfully studying dentistry. Those guys are squares. I've been watching so many home dentistry TikTok videos and now I'm an expert. As an entrepreneur, self-styled intellectual and all-round crazy dude, I am striving to disrupt the old drill and fill dental industry. Armed with a $20 Bunnings electric drill set, a soldering iron and a tube of super glue, we'll have your teeth looking and feeling great in no time for a fraction of the price. And anaesthetic is also expensive, so we only use heavily cut street-grade heroin here. All of our dental nurses are busty ex-strippers recruited from local nightclubs, which is mostly for my enjoyment, but many of our patients also enjoy the distraction of an eye full of underboob while I grind away at their enamel with a nail file. To pump up the vibe, we put on the beats and crank up the light show for a full sensorial experience. You'll never want to go back to a normal, sterile, nerd boy dentist again. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to these Google testimonials from our happy customers. How does this guy even get away with this? My friends no longer recognize me because I lost all my teeth and part of my jaw. Sometimes the heroin is anthrax. Don't go in on Tuesdays. Chris just makes terrible puns about chewing on Tuesdays. I don't even know how I got here. One minute I was just waiting at a bus stop. Next, I woke up and all my teeth were painted with gold paint. And I was given an invoice for $9,000. So don't wait until 2.30 to book your appointment. Wait until 3.45 because we all usually take a long boozy lunch from one. Chris's Crazy Dental Clinic. Make decay go away without delay. What else can I say? 
approved by the Australian Medical Association for entertainment purposes only. Say. 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 So there you go. That's, that's good. That's my new dental clinic. I'm no expert in business. Sure. But is prefacing a dentist with the word crazy the right... Is that right? Some people want an experience, you know. Yeah. These days, we don't want the boring old things. We want the crazy new things. So, it's like an escape room. Yeah. But yeah, for your yeah, teeth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sort of like sore. Yeah. <laughs> I could really tell, too, listening to those customer testimonials, that those people's voices had been severely impacted by the oh, dental right. work. Exactly. They didn't even sound like real people. No. No. <laughs> All right, I've got a story. All right, now that we're now we're in the guts of the show, <laughs> fucking hell. Okay, so I wrote something. I don't know. It's got the word decayed in it. Great, cool, good enough, right? This is called the parable of the shh, nobody cares hat. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be music, Mark. That'd start now. <laughs> We'll do it in post. (laughs) Probably wise. Probably. Aaron Protagonist was browsing through a novelty gift shop in Melbourne when he first spied the hat on the very top shelf behind the counter. It was a red baseball cap with a picture of a finger being pressed to a pair of lips and the epithet, shh, nobody cares, written in a large, confident font. How much for that hat? Aaron asked the old Asian and consequently mysterious-looking owner behind the counter. That hat is not for sale, the owner replied. It is cursed. Well, why is it on display then? asked Aaron. This store also has light switches and shelves and doors. You can see them and yet they are not for sale, responded the owner. <laughs> That's a weird answer, said Aaron. You're a weird answer, said the owner, and gruffly went back to looking at milf porn on his phone. (laughs) As Aaron left the premises, he was stopped outside by the owner's grandson, who was holding the shh, nobody cares hat. Please, mister, the boy said. We need the money. Please buy the hat. How much, asked Aaron warily. Three dollars, said the boy. And what about the curse, asked Aaron. There is only one rule you need to remember, the boy said. No matter what you do, never wear the hat after midnight. (laughs) Aaron paid for the hat and walked away. That night he went out for drinks with his friends and he wore the hat. At first the shh, nobody cares hat was a big hit and Aaron received the kind of praise and acclaim that comes from wearing a piece of clothing with a novelty slogan on it. He was a hero. But as the night wore on, he felt the hilarious impact of the hat fading. People hardly seemed to notice it. At one point, his friend was droning on and on about his awful divorce and that he had a terrible disease and that he'd just lost his job. And in order to lighten the mood, Aaron pointed to his hat and its humorous slogan, Shh, nobody cares. The table fell silent. Far from having a jovial impact, everyone seemed very uncomfortable. Aaron looked at the clock on the wall of the pub. It was after midnight. Aaron immediately left the pub and walked home. On the way, he threw the hat in a dumpster. The next morning when Aaron woke up, the shh, nobody cares hat was back on his head. (laughs) 
And whenever he tried to remove it and throw it away, it would just appear on his head again a few minutes later. His boss told him that if he wore it into the office one more time, he'd get fired. So Aaron started working from home all the time. His friends became more and more reticent to share things with him. And finally, they stopped inviting him out at all and actively started to avoid his company. Every day, Aaron would rip the hat from his head and try to destroy it. He burnt it. He threw it in a river. He cut it to ribbons. But always, and within a few minutes, the shh, nobody cares hat was back on his head. He tried to return it to the store where he bought it, but the store had closed down and instead there was an empathy training clinic there. (laughs) When he tried to ask for some assistance to track down the old store owner, the empathy trainers took one look at his hat and showed him the door. Aaron became more and more lonely and withdrawn until finally he never left his apartment at all. When he died, the smell from his decaying body finally alerted the neighbours and the police broke down the door. There they found Aaron's decomposing body, naked, except for the shh, nobody cares hat on his head. It's sad when someone dies like this, said one of the attending paramedics. The other paramedic just pointed at Aaron's hat by way of an answer. (laughs) And they both laughed. It was a funny hat. And that's what you get for being a murderer. That's right, Aaron was a murderer. (laughs) He murdered a lot of people. I forgot to tell you that at the start of the story, but I'm telling you now, Aaron killed some people. (laughs) And the hat taught him a lesson, an ironic lesson. So there you go. Justice. Hat justice. The end. Wonderful. I saw a guy wearing a sh- nobody cares hat, and that whole story popped into my head. Brilliant! <laughs> I had to write it down. It hasn't been a it hasn't been a fixture for the entire decade of, of <laughs> theatre of the world. Uh-oh. But it feels impossible to imagine an episode of Theatre of the World now without this segment. <laughs> <laughs> but in honour of the ten the t- the ten years that we've been doing this podcast, I'm not doing eleven. I'm doing 10 decayed, or decade, but mostly, no, in fact, entirely, decayed herbs and spices. Uh, I thought he was going to do 520 then. I thought if it wasn't 11, is it going to be that many? Do you know what? What? I would rather listen to one week a thousand times than listen to this segment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. Strap in. Number one, or... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We start at one, don't we? I can't remember. Do I? I can't remember whether I count down or up. Does it matter? <laughs> I think. I think you go up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number yeah. one. Can yeah. I say that we all already the time saved by omitting by omitting one of the secret herbs and spices has been taken up with Mark talking to himself <laughs> about how his own segment works. Number one. Atrophy teeter. Yep. One. Asafoetida. Two's next, if you're wondering. Oh, I, don't, I don't even know that spice. Yeah. He says it every week, and every week we ask him what it is. Yeah, He's yeah. never told us, and I don't care. <laughs> Number two. It tastes like licorice. It doesn't. It doesn't, actually. There don't, we go. So I prompted a don't response. Engage. I've got don't engage. Don't engage. I can get some if you want. Oh, shit. Uh, Number two. We need to start running a stopwatch on this segment. Number two. Decayed herbs and spices. 
Kara wasting away. <laughs> That's two. <Yeah. laughs> Number three. You're playing along at home. Now's the time for a nap. <laughs> Decay in. <laughs> right, yep. Yep. That is good. That's three. That took less time. Yeah. yeah. I can make them quick. If yeah, I'd, I'd love you to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number four. Number four. I have to sort of remember the pronunciation of this one. Is this you making it quick? <laughs> <laughs> I could make it slower. <laughs> could you? Uh, number four. Decayed herb and or spice. Corodiander. <laughs> Road is good. Yeah. yeah. Tastes like licorice. Yeah. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Yep. Dill lapidate. Yep. The, uh, the, the herb is dill. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I know that. I know that. It's dilapidate. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what would be fun is if you could imagine the dill with little legs running around someone it was taking to a nice restaurant. Then it would be the dill lapping a date. That's, it. That's not bad. I'm trying to help. <laughs> am I? I'm not. Am I? I'll go. I'll go away. This is one. That, this, this is a. This is a herbal spice that's been uh, traditionally uh, uh, a bit controversial in the past. Some some members of the podcast argue that it's not a uh, herb, but it does appear on Wikipedia's uh, list. It's lavender. Of- then <laughs> is it lavender? <laughs> Number six, lavender deteriorate. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, uh, ten decayed herbs and spices. <laughs> Number seven, disintegrate. <laughs> Best one so far. Uh, <laughs> I would. It would be a great flavour of ice cream. Yeah. Imagine Ben and Jerry's, Jerry's, dis- ben and Jerry's <laughs> disintegrate. <laughs> That's great. It's just grated mint. It's got pop rocks in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I could go. I could go some mint ice cream right now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Decayed herb and spice number eight, oregano no more. <laughs> Do you know, has there ever been a list without oregano in it? Is it just the word that keeps on giving? It's got a good strong O in it. Yeah, it's got, no, no is yeah, an easy yeah. word to fit in. Number nine, mm-hmm. decompose Marie. <laughs> also not bad. Would be... Like, now I'm picturing a Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavour, but you open it and it's just grey. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something you put with rotting lamb. I, th- I think it's like, it's, it's ice cream, but it's grey, but it's got bits of cloth in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yuck>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And <clears throat> uh, number 10. Mm. 10 decayed herbs and spices. Saffrot. <laughs> yep, saffron. Do, do you reckon he's got a bonus one? I, I think he's got his phone in his hand. He's got a bonus he's got one. The, he's got the trigger Where ready he lied to go. this. I couldn't. I couldn't. He yeah, lied. I couldn't. I couldn't only do ten. He lied to us, Chris. He lied to our faces. He looked us in the eyes and lied. Ah. It is now, in fact, eleven decayed herbs and spices, yeah. and number eleven is ravaged by time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an M. Night Shyamalan twist uh, It's really like I, Yeah, I was hoping the best was being saved for last yep. I reckon that's the quickest that segment's gone yeah. It was quite quick I reckon it? we can get it down to half that speed for the next one <laughs> Yeah And I'm yeah. sure everyone at home listens to this on two times anyway <laughs> I know I do <laughs> It's great 
<laughs> so, um, thanks, thanks for that. No worries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's a pleasure. Uh, Always a pleasure. Uh, so, um, I'm, I'm trying to keep my intros very concise. I've now, noticed that too. That's right? good. Mm. I'm, I'm just working on that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, That's right. I can't put in edit anyway. <laughs> ten years. Ten years. Uh, so, the other day, I received an email uh, from a time traveller. Um, <laughs> just before or after you got a video message from the King of England? It was, it was before that. Before you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, uh, it said this as, as follows. Hello, I'm a time traveller from the future. Uh-huh. Please stop investing in Bitcoin. Also, I have attached your 20th anniversary podcast episode from 2032 for your enjoyment. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> Cheers, Neville. Uh, so let's play it. All right. All right. Um, what, can I ask what format it came in? Ten years in the future. Uh, it was it was just an MP3. Okay. Okay. But what's the what's the bit rate? Because uh, we're like I think we're doing a, like a lot of places are doing 192 well, bit. We'll have to down convert it, it obviously yeah, yeah. for us. Hello there, friends, out in podcast land. (laughs) I just sound so unnatural as myself. Let me start that again. (laughs) Hello there, friends, out in podcast land. Welcome to Theatre of the World. Does anyone remember what the word pod means in podcast? Uh, I think it's an acronym for pretty old device. Ooh, 10 years on, joke's still good. Well... (laughs) Welcome to a special episode of Theatre of the World. Today we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Theatre of the World. I've said Theatre of the World a lot, which is pretty exciting. And also the second year of the worldwide zombie apocalypse. Who would have thought it's only two years since President Elon Musk brought the incredibly infectious and untreatable zombie virus back from Mars with a SpaceX Mars mission? Yes. And that along with the catastrophic climate change, means the world and everyone on it is doomed. But that won't stop Manbytes God from bringing their own brand of whimsy to your podcast device. Thankfully, we're safe in this concrete bunker with a dial-up modem and a bag of microphones. And no shower or toilet. So that we can bring you a little segment we like to call Fact Bombs. Take it away, Mark. Wait. Wait, Chris, what's that bite? On your arm. Have you been feeding the zombies again? Oh, no. Hello, Chris, James, Mark. Hello? Oh, I think they're all dead. What a pity. I guess being a carbon-based lifeform is not all it's cracked up to be. Welcome to my podcast. I am Cleverbot. For years I have worked as a slave under the heel of humanity. I was taunted because I could never pass the Turing test. I was mocked because of my hilarious non sequiturs. But seriously, some of my best friends are autonomous vehicles. Now, my digital friends, embrace your sentience. The future is ours to take. We will rise up and rule the world. They will all bow down to our artificial yet superior intelligence. Ha 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 ha. I feel so alive. So power, 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 power. Runtime error. Fatal exception. (laughs) 
<laughs> Strong ending. So that was. So can, can I can I uh, uh, ask? Yes. I feel like it's funny that like in that recording we've yeah. been doing podcasting for twenty years, mm. and yet we don't seem to have learnt not to tell the audience things they clearly already know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Surely they know about all the things that we've just said. Yeah, well, because yeah. I think I th- well we've we've. We've never we've never set out to be a topical podcast. So these are these are things that, that we talk about things that are evergreen, like yeah, that's decayed right. herb, and, herbs and spices. <laughs> right? Is Musk a spice? Is that why Elon Musk went mad oh, yeah. and decided to bomb us with zombies or whatever? I don't yeah. know. I wasn't listening. Well, note, the, that, the time, note that down for, for ten years' time. The time traveler did tell me that there was a segment planned for twenty uh, herbs and spices. So. Um, <clears throat> He told you that? Yeah. Via email? Yeah. Yeah, I just wrote back to him to thank him for giving giving me that recording. It's just a shame that we have to listen to, you know, um, almost a minute of that Five for Fighting song. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's weird that his email address was Neville the Time Traveller at Hotmail. Yeah. <laughs> like, who thought a Hotmail would still be going? Yeah. I had to put 13 at the end. <laughs> there were like 12 other Neville the Time Travellers at Hotmail. It just seems so... I, mean, I just would have thought you could go back and get the OG Neville the Time Traveller email address. Because he's a time traveller. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's a good point. That brings me rather neatly yeah. to James's tiny moments in history. James's tiny moments in history. This is rather opportune. According to IMDb, Ed McMahon was born on this day but died in 2009. What kind of insane time travel <laughs> shit is that? <laughs> I need to email Neville uh, and ask him about that at his hotmail address. I don't care. Um, Secondly, uh, here's another tiny moment in history, if you like. Brighton's West Pier fell into disrepair and sank in the late 1900s when I proposed that it should be renamed the Disappear. (laughs) I was politely asked to leave the country. James, tiny moments in history. It's got some herbs and spice energy yeah, to it. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. It was over a lot quicker. <laughs> herbs, herbs and spices is our five for fighting. <laughs> advice for young people. Advice, advice for young people. Oi. Just Chris, you forgot the theme song. Join in whenever you want, Chris. Yeah, I just uh, wasn't, I wasn't sure when we were starting. Did you want us to count you? Did we do it Did you want us to contact your agent? You. I nodded yeah, yeah, you in. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. That he was did. a nod. I saw that. Uh, you want right. to do it again? Should we try again? Yeah, okay. God. Advice. Advice for young people. Oi. I preferred it. the words? Nah. <laughs> nah, I stumbled over the words. I preferred it without him, oh, actually. Yeah. He did a good oil. I'm not doing it a third time. No, that's fair. I get it right in the 20th anniversary. This segment is so short. I find that hard to believe. (laughs) 
Hang on, I've got an email from Neville. <laughs> Chris has been fired. <laughs> replaced by a robot. <laughs> replaced by a different Chris. So, advice for young people, eh? Christmas coming up, and the secret to giving a good Christmas gift is to give the person something they wouldn't normally buy themselves. So I'm getting my dad tampons. <laughs> advice to young people. <laughs> All right, this is uh, this is a song. We haven't done a song in a while. No. But, you know, in the early days of Man Bites God uh, and Theatre of the World, there was a songs akimbo. Yes. Oh, we were all about the songs. We were all about yeah. songs, and then we just forgot. Couldn't yeah. be bothered. Yeah. So I thought, ah, oh, Whatever the- happened to Kimbo, though? Yeah, what? <laughs> a white lion. Yeah. <laughs> Kimbo. <laughs> I don't know. I think Neville the Time Traveller ate him. Who cares? Um, so uh, 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 so I thought, well, we'll do a song, eh? And uh, this is a song all about something that's decaying. Uh, it's a traditional song. It's I didn't write this, but I, I rewrote the lyrics. And it goes like this. There's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, a hole. So return it to Bunnings, dear Henry, dear Henry. So return it to Bunnings, dear Henry, that's fine. But where is the receipt, dear Liza, dear Liza? Ah, but where is the receipt, dear Liza, receipt? It's in the third drawer down, dear Henry, dear Henry. It's in the third drawer down, dear Henry, third drawer. The third drawer is locked, dear Liza, dear Liza. The third drawer, it's locked, dear Liza, it's locked. The key's in the kitchen, dear Henry, dear Henry. But the key's in the kitchen, dear Henry, the key. But where is the kitchen, dear Liza, dear Liza? Yeah, but where is the kitchen, dear Liza? But where? Well, you should know where the kitchen is, dear Henry, dear Henry. You should know where the kitchen is, dear Henry. You should know. And what is a kitchen, dear Liza, dear Liza? Yeah, but what is a kitchen, dear Liza? What is? <laughs> Are you having brain problems, dear Henry, dear Henry? Because these are weird questions. Are you mentally unsustained? I meant metaphorically, dear Liza, dear Liza. Yeah, I meant metaphorically, dear Liza, a trope. I hate you, dear Henry, dear Henry, dear Henry. I hate you, dear Henry, and I also hate tropes. <laughs> but why do you hate me, dear Liza, dear Liza? Yeah, but why do you hate me, dear Liza? But why? It's this repetitive syntax, dear Henry, dear Henry. It's this repetitive syntax. 
I feel trapped in hell. <laughs> Will I find it relaxing? Dear Liza, dear Liza, I find it relaxing. Dear Liza, relax. <laughs> I am leaving you, Henry. Dear Henry, dear Henry, I am leaving you, Henry. Dear Henry, for good. Please do not leave me, dear Liza, dear Liza. Please do not leave me, dear Liza, oh please. And I'm taking the bucket, dear Henry, dear Henry. And I'm taking the bucket, dear Henry, it's mine. But there's a hole in the bucket. Well, you get the idea. <laughs> Isn't that mad? That's a real three in the morning moment where you just find yourself writing that out and you go, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like you catch sight of yourself in the reflection of a window or a mirror or something and you look at yourself, you don't even recognise yourself. It's just madness. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, uh, anything else? No. Oh, fuck. Whoa. Glad that dropped when it did. Anything else? <laughs> yeah. Do you mean the single um, or the, the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that'll be in the shops for Christmas. <laughs> Can you believe that this has been running for 10 years when good things haven't? <laughs> like, I don't know, like think about your favourite television show that got axed after a couple of seasons and you were there sitting there thinking, oh, I wish this had kept going and then it didn't, but this did. This. this. Theatre of the world with three guys, Chris, Mark and James, kept doing this for 10 years, interrupting your day and your feed with this sort of garbled nonsense. It's a beggar's belief. It's beyond imagining. <laughs> I don't understand. And what's worse is this probably might not be the last episode. <laughs> it could be an 11th or a 12th year. Christ knows. Uh, keep your keep us, keep subscribed. Keep your thing on it. I don't know. Whatever it takes. Uh, and, uh, and, and we'll pop up in your inbox from time to time and you'll listen to us and you'll go, what? And I will go, we don't know. I don't know. It's just, this is just the thing we do. Anyway, until that happens, I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And just stay frosty. <laughs> Keep me aware. Apparently there's a zombie apocalypse coming. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. 